1: coded murder podcast hello how's it going it's going good
0: we are going to talk about true crime murder and there's baking that has been done actually but, and yeah. not being done because we were working on some stuff and her baking was progressing along and you
1: know a, you get to talking and yeah things start happening in the kitchen and and then Bingo, bango, wingo, wango. We got honey butter rolls. (laughs) Yes. Tell them what you made, Ann Varner. I made honey butter rolls. (laughs) (laughs) I reached out to my dear friend Sally from Sally's Baking Addiction. Via her website, com.
0: Yeah, that she sends us email from regularly. Yeah,
1: because I was looking for a good dinner roll. Uh Uh-huh. And I happened upon these honey butter rolls. Oh. Well, so what happened was, they got done,
0: and we we normally taste things either in the middle or at the end, but y'all, we couldn't wait. No. They were honeying and buttering all over the place. It was warm
1: bread. And, y'all wouldn't want us to be denied. Well,
0: and not only that, but y'all couldn't do it. That's right. Don't even. Don't. Don't say it, because you couldn't do it either. Yeah. They are so delicious. Well, they listen, are I like, think
1: everybody gets they're a They're little...
0: pillows of love
1: our pillars of love <laughs> oh sugar that is just the sweetest i mean to tell you sugar it's so
0: yummy oh
1: lord well listen easy peasy i think people get a little frightened about the whole yeast yeah i am i yeast. am yeast
0: averse because well, i get a scared of the yeast
1: you shouldn't be scared of the yeast I know, but it's so easy you yeast and look so easy it's time consuming Okay. That's the hardest part. Well it takes a lot of time because But it's not like you gotta babysit it. Like it no. takes time, but you can walk away. You can be a walk away child. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I started these suckers about three thirty this afternoon. There it, you, go. you know, we're we're late in the evening. Late in the evening. Whoa, it's late. The sun's going down on the coconut tree. (laughs) It's (laughs) the (laughs) bedtime. I know. She got the sundown syndrome going. We gotta (laughs) speed it up. We gotta hurry. Anyway, you make up the, the dough, it rises for a couple hours, you punch it down. And you make it into rolls, and it rises for an hour, and then you cook it for eighteen. I did nineteen minutes; it came out perfect. I knocked, knocked, knocked on it like Paul Hollywood does. <laughs> well, let me see, Paul
0: Hollywood. <laughs> and sure
1: enough, it was hollow.
0: He's the bread king. <laughs> the
1: bread king, king of all bread. Yes. So well, that's what I did, and now we're eating it because we cause didn't eat dinner and we're hungry.
0: We hungry, and it smells delightful. It, so. Yeah. Whatever. It's so good, y'all. And just so we can keep the format, we'll taste them again at the end.
1: Not a problem. <laughs> so, so you had something you wanted to talk about. I have a couple of things. House, not housekeeping, but some... What
0: well, kind of housekeeping. All right. I mean, it's just housekeeping. stuff.
1: Housekeeping. housekeeping. Knock,
0: knock. Okay. You all know that we like to talk about missing persons cases. We actually have started an initiative in South Carolina... And we have a new Facebook page that we're sponsoring called South Carolina Missing Persons Awareness Project. And we actually are going to start a petition as soon as I get the petition started. And we're going to send it to the governor of our state in South Carolina and ask him to proclaim the month of February as Missing Persons Awareness Month. Now, you might be saying, why February? Well, because there is a national missing persons day in February already. So it would encompass that. That's right. So um we have currently over 226 open missing person cases in the state of South Carolina. Um that, that's just that sad. number, it is sad, but that number represents families, friends, coworkers that are that are broken. There's a missing piece, and they are searching for answers. So we've decided we're going to highlight a missing person case every week, and it's my turn. So this week, I'm going to talk to you about Jackson Garcia. He goes by the name Brent um, from Sumter, South Carolina. Brent is 18 years old. He has brown eyes, brown hair. He's 5 feet 11 inches and 170 pounds. He was last seen on December 26, 2020, at a relative's home on Ithaca Drive in Sumter. Brent does have a history of mental illness with anxiety and depression. He does not have his medication with him. He has been known to visit the 15 South and Cherryvale areas of Sumter. Any information at all, please call the Sumter Sheriff's Office at 803-436-2000 or Crime Stoppers at one 888 s c. You can also go to p3tips.com and give an anonymous tip if you know anything. There is currently a $5,000 reward being offered for any information that leads to them finding him. He was last seen wearing light gray sweatpants, black and white sneakers, and a dark colored jacket. His family fears that Brent is in danger. So, if anybody knows anything, if anybody has a relative or a friend that lives in the Sumter area, please pass this along. We're going to post it on, of course, all of our social media. We got to get the word out there because he's got a mama. And his mama has not heard from him or seen him since Christmas Day and my heart breaks for her. So, we got to get the word out and I know y'all are going to stand behind us and help us with this. So, we appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank oh you for bringing heavens. that to our
0: attention. You're welcome. Put prayers me. prayers yeah, to his family prayers. and to him. So, then I want to tell you about what the Plum Deluxe tea of the month is. Oh. I'm in the Tea of the Month Club. Yes. And I just want to let you know that I got mine this week and I'm so excited to tell you about fresh squeeze. And, um, it is, they call it the tea to drink between spring and summer. Oh. Yes. So it is a blend of citrus flavors, primarily grapefruit, orange, tangerine. And it says it's got lots of zip and zing for your cuppa. I like a zip of zing. I know. It also has, um, Earl Grey Bergamot. I think is how you say Bergamot, Bergamot, and orange. So, um. It's, I got to tell you, it is very, it's a very bright tea. It is so good and refreshing. It's good over ice. It's good hot either way. And um, they actually say that you could pair it with some sangria infusions, which sound delightful to me as well. Well, next
1: time you come to my apartment, you need to bring sangria. <laughs> sangria with our tea, with our, with our tea fresh sweet That's tea. That's right. So anyway,
0: it's it's very yummy tea. I hope that you all will go on Plum Deluxe, use our affiliate um, link that's in our link tree, order some, you don't have to, just try it first before you get into the tea of the month, but I'm going to tell you, you will never go back to store-bought tea, ever. Mm-mm. This tea is exceptional, So and we want y'all to drink it with we us. We do drink so it, because you some.
1: we're tea ambassadors. We're tea ambassadors, what? and we just want
0: to pass all the tea love. Yeah, we don't want to hoard it. No, we're not tea hoarders. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I think that's all the, the. what was I saying? What did I call? You called it housekeeping. Housekeeping. I I just about said kitchen wares. No. That's not the word. No, that's not kitchen wares. It's not no. magnets. No. So, um, what I do have is a murder. <gasps> don't, don't, don't. This is crazy, this murder. This here murder is done, it's plum crazy. It's out of Dallas, Texas. I'm going to tell you about it. Which is
1: funny. Because I thought you told me it was out of North Carolina.
0: Nope. Nope. That's not what I told you.
1: I got to start reading my text. You're going
0: to need to start reading your text to sees, Yeah. Anywho.
1: My next murder is in North Carolina. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. Kendra K. Hatcher. She was born February of 1980 in Illinois. She had three sisters. Five nieces and nephews, and she was a pediatric dentist in Dallas, Texas. Well,
1: oh, oh no! Oh. oh no! I'm so sorry, I dropped some. Lord of mercy, sugar right has
0: sugar has done dropped oh, it something and it knocked into something else and that it dropped it. was not it.
1: my basket, though. I still have any You got you still got all your basket. Faculties.
0: You still got all your marbles. All the marbles in your basket. Yes. Good. That's good to know. Sorry. All right. sorry. sorry. My goodness. This all right. is. This is a murder. I
1: know.
0: rough. Okay, so Kendra Hatcher loved traveling and had an active lifestyle. She loved yoga and running. She had a lifestyle that was nowhere near mine. Yeah. She did philanthropic work throughout Spain and Ecuador, mm. and she was dating a dermatologist named Dr. Ricky. Uh-oh. Paniagua.
1: Okay. Oh, I don't know about that. Let's just
0: call him Dr. Ricky. All right. So, she started dating Dr. Ricky in spring of 2015. They quickly fell in love with each other. Dr. Ricky said uh, their values synced up and they were a good match. Kendra was separated from her high school sweetheart and a divorce was pending when she met Dr. Ricky on Tinder.
1: Mm. Um,
0: They even started talking. They started. No, they talked about starting a wedding fund together because they felt like that's where they were headed. Yeah. I mean, it was just the chemistry between them was amazing. And I got to tell you, two really good-looking people. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah.
0: Two good-looking people. Dr. Ricky had dated and broken up with a lady right before he met Kendra. He had dated a lady named Brenda for two years.
1: Oh, Kendra and Brenda.
0: I know. It's kind of... Interesting. There's a pattern.
1: He's got a thing.
0: For Indas. (laughs)
1: It's all about the end
0: up. <laughs> so they had, um, they had dated for two years and then broke up a few times and then dated another three or four months and broke up. It was like an on and off again relationship. He was a little bit tired of that. Oh,
1: no. So
0: he had been kind of on the dating scene and then met up with Brenda and it was just instant chemistry and he left that dating scene right behind.
1: Wait, I thought he met up with Kendra. No,
0: he met up with Kendra.
1: Girl, you need to get your
0: industry. I got, I got my industry confused. <laughs> So, he had given Brenda a promise ring, but that promise didn't stick. Okay. Okay. So, Ricky and Brenda, Brenda, still were cordial after he moved on to dating and then started dating Kendra. They were still good friends. Okay. Which is nice, or so he thought.
1: Oh, no. Oh, Brenda.
0: So, Brenda Delgado, um, she was more like obsessed with Dr. Ricky. Oh. She had access to his email and all of his passwords. That is such a mistake. She tracked him on a locator app. Oh, no. And one by one, she started asking the people around her to help get revenge on Kendra and get Dr. Ricky back. Oh, Lord. So Brenda was 31. She was in school to become a dental hygienist. Mm. But Dr. Ricky had moved up to a dentist. Ah. She actually met a fellow student named Crystal Cortez, and Crystal accepted a $500 payment to help Brenda with her love problems, a.k.a. Kendra. Uh Uh-oh. So, June of 2015, Ricky emailed Brenda, letting her know he was in a new relationship. It was going very, very well, because they still texted each other, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? How's your life? So, um... They were, he and Kendra were dining in expensive uptown restaurants. They posted pics of each other, hugging and gushing love eyes at each other. Like they were
1: googly, googly, googly schmoogly. Yes,
0: schmoopy and schmoopy. So they even planned a trip to Cancun and they were going to leave on September 3rd. But on September 2nd, Kendra was shot in the back of her head in the garage of her luxury apartment building. Well, that just sucks. Yeah, so we're going to talk about it. Um, Kendra's tan coach purse was missing at the scene, so police thought it might have been a robbery. Yeah,
1: that would be my Absolutely. First
0: guess. Kendra's friends, families, co-workers, they were devastated. Um, her, The Uptown neighborhood... Neighborhoods in that area were shook, Mm -hmm. and the women were in fear. I'm sure. Because of this violent robbery that went on. So within a week, police had figured out that Kendra was not killed in a robbery, but she was killed in a murder for hire hit. So police were able to see Brenda Delgado had been cyber-stalking and actually in-person stalking Dr. Ricky. Using his email, his passwords, his social media, and that phone locator app.
1: If I was dating somebody and I had the app, I would make sure the app was deleted, that I deleted it from my phone. Yeah. Because if I Ricky deleted... wasn't paying attention. No. So. No, Ricky.
0: But then Brenda goes missing. Oh. So then the FBI put her on the 10 most wanted list and offered a $100,000 reward for any tips that would lead to finding Brenda. 100000 Wow. 100000 She was only the ninth woman to ever make the list of the FBI's 10 Most Wanted. Wow. Look at her. That's a lot of dollars. Making names for herself. So she was listed as desperate and dangerous. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but Fred, Brenda's family said no way. No way Brenda didn't do this. They said Brenda was kind and generous, and she never showed one sign of jealousy, ever. She had no history of mental illness or violence. Mm. They said, you got the wrong person. This is that, and we're worried about where is she? Right. Where is she? So even Dr. Ricky was hesitant to buy into the story of Brenda hiring a person to kill his girlfriend. Right. Like, he was like, this is not the Brenda that I know. Like, we're friends.
1: Right.
0: Um, He told... Investigators that he and Brenda had remained close friends and checked in on each other on a regular basis. Even after Kendra's murder, he texted Brenda to tell her what happened, and she offered to bring over groceries for him or whatever he needed. Of
1: course, she did, precious so, sweet
0: lady. Doctor Ricky told police he was baffled that they thought Brenda had anything to do with this.
1: But as police come on to the him, anesthesia, Doctor Ricky, yeah.
0: So as police talked to him, things started falling into focus for Ricky. Like that first time they had broken up, and then he signed up for a salsa class, and then he got there, and Brenda was in the same class. Crazy. And they ended up rekindling their relationship through that class because they were dancing the salsa together oh, and yeah. getting a little grindy on the dance floor. Glory be. So. <laughs> and then there were the times that he would go running at the Katy Trail near his house. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go often. It, it was random. It was not He wasn't on a schedule, but he would run into her, and she'd be running on the trail too. And he'd be like, what a coincidence!" Of First, yeah, I'm crazy. And then that one time that she showed up at the Panera as he was heading out with a nurse that he was had dated a couple of times, huh. they were walking out, and she was literally walking in the door.
1: Isn't that crazy? He was like,
0: "What a coincidence!" And then he was like, "Row, not a coincidence." Right. So please hold. And she did.
1: <laughs> that nurse. Uh-uh. Bless her heart. She dodged a
0: bullet. He never realized that she was still using his passwords and tracking his locations. And he didn't realize that she had a key to his apartment. Oh my word. So little Brenda had set up a full on-spy operation. She even had screenshots on her phone of the airline reservations to Cancun. Oh my gosh. And she had screenshots from Kendra's Facebook account. Oh Of Ricky and Kendra's dates and trips. Yes. And Unfortunately, Kendra had an open Facebook account. She had no security on it at all. So it was very easy for Brenda to stalk Kendra. And that's, guys, that's a no-no. you you got to put security. you got to lock it down. Lock Lock it it down. You don't know who's out there looking at your stuff. And you just don't need that. So Brenda's roommate Jennifer said that Brenda had offered to buy her drugs or a car if she would help Brenda get revenge. Yeah. How does that conversation come
1: up? Over drugs maybe some sangria? Girl. Maybe.
0: Maybe I could some, some and dinner drugs rolls.
1: Or, or,
0: or buy a you a car.
1: Mm-hmm. I just
0: need revenge. So um, there was a school friend that took Brenda out to dinner, and he said she obsessively talked about the couple mm. the entire time and ended up asking him before the end of dinner if he knew anyone she could pay to hurt someone. <laughs> And he said, girl, you need to let it go. Yeah. Whatever is in your head, let it go. Then when Brenda asked her roommate Jennifer if she would be willing to stab Kendra in the back of, a ne- of her neck with a drug-filled hypodermic oh. needle, <laughs> Jennifer moved out. She said, "I am here. I I got to go. I got to go, and I'm gonna back out. (laughs) Not turning my back on
1: you. Like she
0: really has a specific way she wants this woman to die.
1: Now, if I give you a hypodermic
0: full of some stuff, stuff. can you get close enough and just push that in the back of this girl's neck and plunge? Yeah. I buy. I buy you a car or Or drugs. Drugs. Whatever. Drugs. Drugs or a car." Whatever. Yeah, or if you want half drugs, half car. We can go that route, too. <laughs> Whatever
1: you need. <laughs> However you need Just to split it can up. Can you get it done? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll be moving
0: out. <laughs> so when Jennifer moved out, she heard that Brenda had approached um, one of Jennifer's friends. Oh. That friend was Crystal Cortez. Oh, Crystal Cortez. She was living with her young son. Uh, and she did it for 500 She said she, well, I'm not done. Okay. She was accepted say. a payment of $500 to help with the problem.
1: Okay. Okay. But I'm just saying she offered drugs or a car to Jennifer. Well, I guess Crystal sold herself
0: short. I guess so. So she was living with um, her grandmother and her young son, and she was financially struggling. Brenda had met Crystal when Jennifer had had her and her son over to swim at the apartment swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So then Brenda started courting or grooming Crystal and having her over for nice dinners. And they spent all this time in Brenda's really nice apartment. And then she started filling Crystal's head with how mean and neglectful Ricky had become, but blamed it all on Kendra. Mm. So that's why Crystal felt compelled to help Brenda. And at that point, $500 to Crystal was a lot of money.
1: Right, right.
0: Because she was really struggling, and I feel like Brenda took advantage of that.
1: Really, though, really, really. Do you think, really, Crystal? Really, five hundred dollars? What price would I accept? Like, what payment would I accept to kill a lady? Kill- I'm gonna need more than five hundred. But I'm gonna Crystal need enough to get, a, get she's me. She's in
0: a situation where she is just she's desperate for money.
1: But and no scenario in your brain. I don't think Crystal thought it was
0: up, something you could negotiate. Like, <laughs> I don't think she ever won I don't think she ever took any negotiation classes. Right. in her dental hygienist classes. Right. Right. So, she was just like, "Uh, 500? I need 500. Okay, I'll do it." So,
1: Lord have mercy. Right. So, for
0: several days, Brenda and Crystal tailed Kendra throughout Dallas in Brenda's Lexus. Brenda even had bought night vision binoculars. Oh,
1: my God. Brenda is all in.
0: She's all in. She's all in. She's
1: getting it done.
0: And my thing is, if you can afford night vision binoculars, you can give Crystal more than $500. Right. I'm just going to bring that up.
1: Or give her the binoculars when you're done. She could pawn them.
0: Maybe. So, Brenda knew Kendra's address, of course. Um, She was able to also get that information from tracking Ricky's whereabouts. Sure. And also... um, Pictures and stuff on Kendra's Facebook.
1: That might be like a good new question for the for the, the young people out there dating. Yeah. What kind of access does your ex have to you?
0: Yeah. Did just she return it her out. key?
1: Yeah. Did you have an app where you tracked each other? Did you turn the app off? Have you deleted everything? Have you changed Have your you changed all of your passwords? And your
0: locked. Don't make them things like your dog's name, your mother's name, your father's name. Like things that they're going to know about you. You're going to have to like, you're going to have to make it Appalachian Trail. Right. Like it's going to have to be something hard to spell and that they would never guess. Yeah.
1: Turn your asses into dollar signs, y'all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't give away all the password secrets. <laughs> I'm just saying,
1: these might be things I would ask now yes. in a date
0: I agree. I completely agree. So, um, <clears throat> Brenda and Crystal decided the best way to get rid of Kendra was just a shooter. I guess she gave up on the hypodermic needle thing. Maybe Crystal was afraid of needles. Maybe. I don't know. But neither one of them had a gun or any gun experience.
1: Uh-oh.
0: So, they decided, I think we need a hitman. So, they drove to Crystal's grandmother's neighborhood and they would stop and ask several random men if they w- would be willing to carry out a hit.
1: Oh, So at this point, Crystal's a consultant. Yes, she's got. 100. She's being paid for a consulting, consulting fee. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. There is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're
1: exactly. sourcing out now.
0: I know. I so yeah, she's just a consultant. <laughs> so um, so they go and they're they're trying to find a hitman. So I guess they get tired and they go to Crystal's grandma's house for a visit, and there's a man there with his kids. And this man, he had brought his kids over to jump on a trampoline. Uh And this man's name was Christopher Love. I'm going to call him K-Love. K-Love. He was a local marijuana dealer. Uh Uh-huh. So with his colorful criminal background... And his need to fund so he needed he needed some startup funds for a prostitution ring he was trying to start.
1: Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> it was the, like a GoFundMe. And the marijuana sales were it just weren't wasn't it, not not okay. quick enough for him. Plus And this he was, was all the way back in 2015. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. it hadn't really
0: hit like it's hit now. Right, exactly. So and then he was the perfect guy for the job and he already had his own gun. So but this is a perfect, this is a match gun, made in heaven.
1: He needs some startup cash for his business. For his prostitution. And he's ran. got uh, some, some experience. He's got with criminal experience. Yes. Yeah. And perfect. he's got uh, he's got a gun. Well, Crystal has earned her, she has earned that money. Oh, she's going to keep earning.
0: <laughs> so in a borrowed black Jeep on September 2nd, Crystal dropped Brenda off at the library so that she could study for her hygiene, her hygienist Finals with a classmate.
1: Well, yeah. She's got to study for finals. I mean, life I still is going to go on. I still got to get my degree. Yeah. And not
0: only that, this is the perfect alibi for Brenda. Yeah. And then she goes and picks up Caleb and they go to Kendra's work because they know where she works mm-hmm. and they wait and they wait and they wait. They had no idea that Dennis like they actually work all freaking day. Wow. They work all <laughs> what? day. Like who's heard of this? Wow. So 2:30 p.m. comes and Crystal said, "I got to take Caleb back to his apartment cuz she had to go pick up her son from school I got to give him boy from daycare. Him, you know, she had to go pick here. his her kid up and take him to Sonic.
1: I cannot wait for this lady
0: to come <laughs> out and get
1: killed. I got to go. I to got time. to go.
0: So she goes drops off, drops off Kayla, goes picks up the boy. Takes him to Sonic for his Sonic treat, and then drops him off at Grandma's, and then goes back to Love's apartment, and goes back to the dentist office, and Kendra's still working, cause she's she's a workaholic. This one. Oh my one.
1: gosh!
0: So finally, she comes out of her dentist office, and they watch her leave, and they follow her back to her garage. So she gets out of her Camry, and Caleb sneaks up behind Kendra and shoots her in the back of the head. Well, damn nice. And then he grabs her coach purse and jumped back into the Jeep. She took the purse. He did. I Caleb. Mean he did, Caleb. So Crystal squeals tires out of the garage, passing Kendra laying face up on the garage door, garage door at the garage floor.
1: I was going to say that. Is amazing. Did. How did that No, well, she
0: blew it right up onto wow. the door. No, she was on the garage floor. So, uh, at this point, Brenda had gone to Chili's. <laughs> she got done studying, got a ride to Chili's, and she met Jose. Going to get me a margarita. She got to go get some baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. <laughs> is that where you get those? I don't those? know. Chili's baby back
1: ribs. I don't it's, know. I don't know. I think that's I don't it know. <laughs> I'm
0: sure it is. I, I want my baby back, baby back, baby. Chili. <laughs> <laughs> sure of it. I'm sure of it. Okay. I think that's what she was getting. I'm gonna Bay take your rest. word. Oh, I can't see because I cried. So okay. So she's there with Jose. So Jose happens to be the owner of the borrowed jeep.
1: Oh, so Jose's like, girl, where my jeep?
0: So she and Jose have dinner and then go back to his place, and then Crystal shows up and swapped vehicles. Okay, okay. So then Brenda is so happy because she takes Kendra's purse and puts it on her shoulder like it's her prize. Oh, she is so uh, proud of this coach purse. She and she is flitting around like it's some kind of a prize. She didn't give it to Crystal. No, she took the damn thing. Fish. So. Well, in the garage where all this happened, there was a camera. Oh, God. (laughs) And the camera captured a picture of a certain black Jeep driven by a certain woman. Oh. Squealing tires. Lord. Right after the crime. Mm. So the police go and release that picture to the public. Well Jose sees a picture of his Jeep on on the TV and, he's, and like, he's like I didn't do it. What the hell? I didn't do it. So he calls Brenda and Brenda he says Brenda WTF. I was I was at Chili's Eat My Baby Backs. Yeah. So she said, Oh, Crystal drove it all day. And you know she has a drug problem. She probably was just there to buy some drugs. <laughs> So she said, I'll let me just make the suggestion. Repaint your Jeep and never speak of this again. Oh, that
1: makes sense. I'm sure Jose was like, All right, I'll fill you. Jose hung up and called the cops.
0: Yeah. He was like, uh hello (laughs) (laughs) police. (laughs) There is a bit of a problem. Oh. So the police go and pick up Brenda. She immediately tries to cozy up with the cop over being Christians. They're both Christians. He had some kind of a band on his arm that Mm -hmm. said something about Christians or something. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm a Christian too. But she's getting all like cozy with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, really? Because I'm here to talk about a murder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crazy. So he starts um, talking to her. And then she says, well, my friend... Crystal was driving some Jeep around. She mm. gave me a ride to the library. She was like, but I don't know what you're talking about. Here is my here's my receipt where I was at Chili's. Mm. And you can ch- call my friend. I was at the library studying with my friend. She was like, I don't know what's going on with Crystal. You know, she's got a drug problem. Right,
1: right. That, yeah. That Crystal.
0: Yeah. So um, she had an airtight alibi. So they go talk to Crystal. Crystal says, this man named Lamar.
1: Lamar? <laughs>
0: He was armed and held her at gunpoint and made her drive to the garage where he killed some strange lady and then made her drive away.
1: Lamar?
0: Lamar did. All right. Yes. So they arrested Crystal because she put herself at the scene. Yeah. But they had to let Brenda go. Well, yeah, she had a receipt. She got her receipts, girl. (laughs) She brought them receipts. So... Through phone there records, there ain't anything
1: in the world that makes the police more suspicious than a freaking receipt. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: like, "Oh, you just happen to have this yeah. on you when we ask you for yeah. it."
1: They'd say, "Oh no." Yeah. So through phone records,
0: they were able to pair Crystal and k Love.
1: Okay. All so right. So
0: they went and searched k Love's house and car mm. and found Zim murder weapon.
1: Oh no, Inspector <laughs> <a> Truso. <trousseau. laughs> Yes, and they have found the weapon.
0: We have found the weapon. It's in Caleb's car in his glove box.
1: So they arrested him. Did they? Did he? What? (laughs) Just gonna stick this right in here.
0: Well, that's where he kept it. Nobody will
1: know. I mean, who's
0: gonna look for me? (laughs) So when they're ready to, so finally they arrest him and then they decide they gotta go. They feel like they need to talk to Brenda again.
1: Really? So, Brenda with the receipt for the exact And that's time. when Brenda went missing. Oh, right. She was oh. missing. Yeah,
0: she's missing. Cause And by now, the FBI is involved, and the FBI puts her on the 10 most wanted mm. list. So, she just happened, her family just happened to have a home in Mexico. <laughs> and she just happened to be vacationing mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. So, the Mexican police and the FBI team up, and they find her. So, but Brenda was born in Mexico. Oh. She had dual citizenship. Ah. Mexico, they don't like the death penalty. No. So they make the United States promise that they will not pursue the death penalty in her case. That's the only way they will extradite her to the America. To the America. To the
1: America. To the
0: Northern America. That's no problem. So they said, that's
1: fine.
0: That's fine. So investigators go to Crystal and offer her a deal. Okay. So she ends up testifying against Brenda. And she was able to bridge the connection between Brenda and K-Love. Like, how did they, how do they know each other? Right. Because up until then, they couldn't figure it out.
1: How did, what happened?
0: What happened? happened? So, um, okay. So K-Love goes to trial first. Crystal also testified against him in his trial.
1: Yeah because she's no fool.
0: yeah. <laughs> so he's found guilty and given the death penalty. And he is the one that pulled the trigger. the death penalty by lethal injection. So then Crystal she confesses, of course part of her deal she gets 35 years with a possible parole in 15. Ah Brenda is next. She is convicted. It doesn't even take them two hours. I'm sure. She gets life. I wonder
1: if she showed up to court with the purse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but she probably also showed up in a sombrero <laughs> because she had been in Mexico. Maybe she brought some Mexican souvenirs. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what Panthers she did. For everyone. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, Ricky, Dr. Ricky, testified for the prosecution against Brenda. The only time he even looked her way in court was when they said, you have to point to her and identify her. Oh. He refused to look at her at, at any other point.
1: Oh, And she was probably hoping to catch his eye.
0: Oh, listen to this. So she sits facing forward the entire trial, no emotion, even when they read her conviction, her sentence, everything. But as she is led away in handcuffs, she turns back to look for Ricky in the freaking courtroom. No way. Well, Ricky had already done gone. He done gone. He said, see you, later, back. He moved to California and said, F all y'all. Yeah. You're going to kill you. my girlfriend? I'm going. He said, bitches here are crazy. Bitches here are crazy. <laughs> bitches be crazy. So anyway, he actually, he and Kendra had, I mean, yeah, he and Kendra were actually, he had gotten a job and was probably going to go to California anyway, and Kendra was going to follow him. Right. There was some of that that Brenda had seen on on there, you know, when she was stalking them. So anyway, so that is the murder of this beautiful dentist. She was a pediatric dentist. She worked at this place called The Smile Zone, which I think Aww. is such a cute place. I think it's a cute name. Her name was Kendra K. Hatcher. She was absolutely taken off this earth way too early by some buffoons. <laughs> So, yeah. And I I I will tell you that my sources, I had a lot of sources. I used the Texas Monthly Magazine, the Cinemaholic.com, <laughs> Kendra's Obituary, fbigovernor Mm-hmm. The Dallas dot com and the DailyMirror dot com. So there were right. lots and lots of stories about this. I think either twenty twenty or 48 hours or somebody also did a show on it, but I didn't see. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that show. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't even know how I found this. Oh, I know how I found this. O-M-T.
1: Oh, my gosh. You got to tell.
0: I found this because um, one of the hairdressers at the hair salon that I was at a couple weeks ago told me about this murder. (gasps) Because that Brenda Delgado... Is a very distant cousin of somebody that she's related to.
1: No way. How crazy is that? She has a killer in her family. She
0: got a killer amongst them.
1: Wow. Yep.
0: So, anywho, that's that's the story. That's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. So, do we well, need to take a, a pause so that your do. dog can have therapy? Yes. Okay, maybe I'll play some relaxing therapy music yes. for him. Please hold. Okay, we're back. We're back. Huh? But i got to huh? tell you, there's not enough therapy in the world for your dog.
1: No. He's all.
0: He's just all to
1: pieces tonight, I don't guys. know. I don't know. I just don't know. Please please
0: send trout peace and love through the intranet waves. Yeah. Because God knows we all need them.
1: Yeah. All right. So. do You got a murder. I got up. a murder. I'm going across the pond. Oh. To Soham, Cambridgeshire, England. Soham. Soham. So ham yourself. So ham. Okay. I don't like to do murders that involve children. I try to steer clear of them. But this one just... But I came across this one, yeah. and the way they were able to solve the case fascinated me so. I cannot wait. I felt that I needed to share. I love
0: this kind. I love this kind.
1: This is the horrific story of 10-year-old friends Jessica Chapman and Holly Wells. But you had to start with horrific. Also Call called the Soham murders. Okay. August 4th, 2004. Jessica and Holly, who were best friends, hung out at Holly's house. There was a barbecue going on there. Mm-hmm. They had some friends and family over. I love a barbecue. The girls hung out listening to some music, playing video games. They ate dinner with some friends. At around 6 o'clock, the girls decided they were going to walk down the street a ways to get some treats from a vending mas- machine. And they call it, in some stuff that I read, a sports center, which I think is like a quick mark for us. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. So sorry. Anyway, on their way back to Holly's house, they passed the house where their teacher's aide from their school lived with her boyfriend Ian. And Ian was out in the yard as they passed and invited them in to visit the teacher's aide, Maxine, um, who was the teacher's assistant at their primary school. At 8 o'clock, sorry, I'm knocking into the cord with my foot. Mm -hmm. At 8 o'clock, Holly's mom went to check on the girls, but they weren't in Holly's room. By 8.30, she was on the phone to Jessica's parents. The girls were not at the Chapman's house, according to police records, the girls were reported missing by their parents at 9:55 p.m. Over 400 officers searched for the girls. They went door to door, interviewed local registered sex offenders, and did extensive searches into the possibility that the girls left to meet someone they'd met online, but nothing gave them any leads. There were, there was tons of media coverage. Over 2,000 tips came in about the girls' disappearance. CCTV did show the girls buying treats from the vending machine at 6:28 p.m. but that was the last that they were able to confirm seeing them. Ian Huntley came forward and told police that he had had he had, had well, he, he had, 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 had. had a conversation with the girls as they passed by his house the night they disappeared. But he did more than have a conversation.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's fine. If you touch that cord one
1: more time, I'm going to cut your foot off. I think that we just need to move the cord so it's no longer in a space where I could possibly... Or I'm just going to turn my back on you. How about that? (laughs) That's dumb. That way I'm not even close (laughs) to wanting. I'm just doing that. (laughs) So Ian comes forward. He tells police, I had a conversation with the girls as they passed by the house the night they disappeared. Police say... Um, tell us more about it. He said that they had stopped off to visit with his partner, Maxine, um, who had applied to be a teacher, a permanent teacher. Mm-hmm. And the girls were asking whether or not she had gotten a job. She had not gotten a job. Oh. They wished her well and Sorry, continued Maxine, on. You didn't get the job. Police say, okay, well, we're going to come in and search her house because that's weird.
0: Because we don't believe you.
1: Right. The police searched his home. They didn't find any incriminating evidence. They did note, though, that there had been some extensive cleaning in the house. Ian told them that they had had a flood recently, and that was the reason for the deep clean. Police were very suspicious of Ian, but had nothing they could bring him in for. Hmm. They did take DNA samples from him,
0: just oh, good. in case. Good for them. Good. Good, good.
1: So they, they, they check his alibi, Maxine, and... Um, And she backs up Ian's story. Though police did find it a little odd that when she spoke about the girls, she talked about them in the past past (gasps) tense.
0: Uh Uh-oh. That's not good, guys. That's not good. That's a red
1: flag. That's a huge red flag. That's a red banner. Red flag. As weeks passed, police noticed that Ian seemed out of sorts. He had been losing weight and became very paranoid. And he started asking police questions like... How's your investigation going? (laughs) So how long does it take for DNA evidence? um, Hey, guys. (laughs) What y'all doing? To disappear. Disappear? Not disappear, but before it starts to deteriorate. Oh, God, Ian. What kind of time frame are we looking at for that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Ian and Maxine both gave interviews to the press. And that was probably not their wisest move. No dot. Well, because it's a not so
0: wise move is going to the police and asking them how long it takes to, DNA DNA
1: to go away. take to go away. <laughs> just just, just out of for curiosity. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that these two missing girls were at my house. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the weight loss. I've been dieting. Yes,
0: even though I didn't need to. <laughs> Mm-mm. Don't don't worry about my paleness. I just haven't seen the sun in a
1: few weeks, but I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Back to that DNA evidence, <laughs> right? How is that investigation? <laughs> so um, when people see Maxine on the TV, they say uh, Maxine was not in Soham on the night those girls disappeared because I saw her out. In Grimsby, at a bar. No way. Way. Yeah. So, at this point, police pick up Ian and Maxine, and they put them in what they call safe houses. What the hell? Which is, is like, I think it's like a, it's not jail, but they put them in a place to protect them because people are up in arms about these missing girls. And also, they, they feel like they need to keep a close eye on them. Okay. Right? But like yes. we, we don't want you to disappear. No. No. On August the 16th, police did a search of Ian's place of employment. He worked at Soham Village College as a caretaker. Okay. They found shirts that belonged to the missing girls. Nuh-uh. The night they disappeared, they were wearing soccer jerseys for the Manchester United... Soccer team, yeah,
0: big, big, huge national soccer team there. Yeah, I think big, that's huge. the one old
1: David Beckham is part of. Yeah. <laughs> I can't
0: whistle, but y'all get what I I'm saying. I don't know if y'all picked that up or not. That was a whistle. <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> So they
1: had been wearing those jerseys the night they disappeared, and they found them. The shirts had been cut and partially burned. What? The bin was dusted for fingerprints, and sample fibers were taken from the shirts. Things do not sound good for these girls. Police searched Ian's car on August 17th and found that the rear seat cover was missing, and the covering from the trunk had been removed and replaced with carpet. The car, like the house, had been cleaned extensively.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Samples of dust were taken from around the pedals and the wheel arches of the car.
0: Oh, so they could figure out where he'd been.
1: Yeah. The same day, that same day, both Ian and Maxine are arrested on the suspicion of abduction. Uh, But the police told the media they believed they were conducting a murder investigation. Right. Right. Ian refused to answer questions and tried to pretend that he was mentally ill by oh drooling God. during the police no interview. No way. <laughs> no, come on,
0: Ian. You are a doofus. Yeah. What a dummy. Yeah. Like, what? Who? Who? who, who
1: how, <laughs> how? How? dumb does he think the police are? Right. I'm just going to sit here and drool. Like, he's been perfectly fine asking, oh my God. let's talk <laughs> about the DNA of the <laughs> evidence. Oh, my that God. What a... What a... Now oh. he's drooling. Right. Uh, on the other hand, they start talking to Maxine, and she immediately confesses, I lied. No shit, Maxine. <laughs> she
0: says, I, I lied about where I was. Because Drooly drooling over there, I, got, I cannot put any faith in him whatsoever at this point. I got to just <laughs>
1: protect myself. <laughs> she said Ian told her that the girls had come into their house that night because one of them had a nosebleed, and he was trying to help her get it stopped. He said he needed for Maxine to be his alibi because he had previously been accused of rape <gasps> oh, and that caused him to have a nervous breakdown. So he couldn't go through another investigation he needed for her to lie and she said, okay. Maxine. Maxine. Right. Maxine. Are we wondering why she didn't get the permanent teacher's job? <laughs> God, she didn't. Oh, Hello. wow. I bet whoever that
0: hiring manager was, like, dodged a bullet. So, you know when you were out drinking (laughs) with your girls? These two little (laughs) girls came in with a nosebleed. Don't tell anybody because I've been accused of rape before. Don't worry about what happened in the investigation. Just know I had a nervous breakdown, so you yes. need to protect me. Yes, Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, of course, I, I, of course. course, I will." Of course, don't, Maxine. You don't me. Maxine, you are dumb. You don't
1: have to ask me twice. She says,
0: "Yeah." And then he starts drool.ing She's like, "Oh, oh the love of my life."
1: He's so romantic. <laughs> oh, I, I love, love it a when sexy he drool. Drool,
0: you got. <laughs> Ugh. I just can't say no to that
1: drool. Oh, my God. At around 1230 on August the 17th, which is the same day those two yahoos were arrested, 10 miles outside of Soham in Suffolk, a gamekeeper was out with two friends checking a pheasant pen. Oh. I don't know about the gamekeepers okay. and the pens. Yeah, and the whatnot, Okay, I got it. Like game is in animals. All right, but why are there pheasant
0: pens out? Because in the he probably of does. Well, he probably does pheasant hunts, so he raises pheasants okay. as game, and then releases them, and then well, they go hunt. Well, that's just not nice. Well, I'm just saying that's what they do. Okay, I? I'm not trying to pass no judgment.
1: Well, this gamekeeper was out checking on his pheasant pheasants, and he smelled something weird. And, and it wasn't just pheasant poop. And he said, That doesn't smell like anything I've smelled before. I think I'm going to go check it out. Because that's what anybody would do. No, right? I'd be like, that'll smell, smell something weird. weird. That don't smell right. I'm going. Yeah, I would be, I'm out. <laughs> check, y'all. <laughs> somebody, somebody might want to check on that, but yeah. I'm out of here. Hey, guys, that don't smell real good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he walks through some overgrown brush just off of a partially paved road. And there, laying oh, in an irrigation no, ditch, he no. found the partially burned, oh, naked bodies of Holly Wells and Jessica Chapman.
0: Partially burned.
1: He immediately called the police. It had been thirteen days since the girls went missing. <gasps> Their bodies were in advance in an advanced state of decomposition. It took four de- four days. Four days. Four D's. <laughs> it took four days and DNA. Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday. That's four D's. Four D's. And DNA before they could be identified.
0: Plus those little hearts.
1: Poor little angels. DNA from the girls. Um, I, I wrote shorts, but it wasn't shorts. It was shirts. Okay. Match DNA found in, um, in Ian's home. The fingerprints that they had gotten off the bin at his work turned out to be Ian's. And the dust they collected from the car pedals and the wheel arches matched exactly to dust from the pavement where the girls' bodies were found.
0: How brilliant that they were, that they did that. I know. How brilliant.
1: It's going to get even more brilliant. Really?
0: It is. Because I'm, I'm good right there. I'm good. The brilliance level is at an all-time high right now.
1: Yeah. They um, suspect, I don't even know, I must have been drunk typing this because I I wrote they sect. They sect. They (sighs) suspect both girls died. You could have been drunk typing, girl. (laughs) I might have. (laughs) um, Died from asphyxiation, but because of how badly decomposed the bodies are, they couldn't be 100% sure. Police are certain that the girls were not killed where their bodies were found. And here is the evidence that got me really interested in this case. Okay. They called in a forensic botanist slash ecologist mm-hmm. named Patricia Wiltshire. First off, hello, I would like to be a forensic botanist. Well, you have to be a botanist first. Well, oh, that sucks. It <laughs> really sucks. Which runs really. a lot of
0: science classes.
1: Ah, darn it. <laughs> She was able to determine the approximate time the bodies had been placed in the irrigation ditch by doing an investigative analysis on the shoots of nettles located at the site. When Wiltshire examined the nettles, she noticed side shoots on a section leading to the irrigation ditch. So these types of nettles shoots only grow if the nettle has been stepped on. Oh, <gasps> how fun is that! And how smart is she to know she's that? She's so smart.
0: She's a botanist.
1: She was able to show police the exact path the killer took along no the ditch way. to dump the bodies. Dang, that's amazing! The brilliance level just exploded. It's insane. Even more precise. She was able to determine from the size of the shoots that the nettles had been stepped on 13 and a half days prior to when the bodies were discovered, which is when the girls went missing. Son of a bitch, oh, that woman is amazing. smart. Damn. Oh, well done. Well done, Wiltshire. I'm telling y'all. Or Shire, I don't know, whatever. As if that wasn't enough. Mm-mm. She was also able to determine. That pollen found on Ian's shoes and in his car no. was an exact match to the pollen found at the irrigation ditch. This woman is, bam! She's like so brilliant. She
0: outbrillianted brilliance.
1: I had no idea there was such a thing.
0: She—that woman is. She got it going on.
1: And when I read interviews with her. We've brought her over here to the United States to help with murder cases. Really? It's her thing. It's her thing. It's her thing. And she's really good at Forensic it. Forensic botanist. Forensic botanist slash ecologist. And another oh. word I couldn't pronounce. She's like a big she's like a big freaking deal. Well,
0: she's a big deal, yeah. She's a real big deal. They are in here.
1: Yeah. All around. All around. So Ian was charged with two counts of murder, and Maxine was charged with two counts of assisting an offender. And attempting to pervert the course of justice. Don't pervert. She was perverted. Don't pervert, Maxine. Yeah. Way to go, Maxine. God. Ian Perverter. was sent for a mental health assessment. Because oh, because of the, of the drooling.
0: He probably should have seen a dentist as well. Right.
1: Where he was found <laughs> to be perfectly sane. Yeah, just stupid. But because he didn't want to face trial, he tried to OD on antidepressants,
0: but which he was just,
1: a, unsuccessful. Which just made him happy. Which just made him happy. <laughs> To I'm Tavia. happy. Yes, I'm happy against my will. <laughs> so Ian was found guilty of all charges and was sentenced to serve a minimum of forty years. Wait. He got he got two life sentences with a with the possibility of parole is, okay. is what we would have okay. here. Um,
0: yeah, so his he has to serve. He for has it to serve before 40 he's years. even they even talk about right. whether or not he's going to be parole right. He's
1: eligible he for most... parole in 2042. When he'll be sixty-eight. Well, I still don't want him out. No, here's here's something completely ironic. Uh-huh. One day after Ian's conviction, the Criminal Justice Act two thousand three was passed in the UK, which would have made a sentence of life in prison without parole for murder convictions. Like you wouldn't, you couldn't get that parole. Okay, it's automatic life in prison, no parole. And it was a day
0: after he was one convicted. one day
1: after he was convicted. Oh man, he, oh, he it's all right. the system. It's all right. It's all right. There's, there's good news I'm gonna coming. I'm going to tell you, I don't
0: feel like Ian is going to fare well in prison. There's good news coming. <laughs> because I feel like he's just, he's just not prison material.
1: There's going to be some bizarre news. I don't feel and like he's got the,
0: the fortitude, the mental fortitude that he needs To be in prison. Right. Just saying. I mean, they're not going to take to him drooling a lot. Right, Don't talk to me, I'm drooling. (laughs)
1: Drooling. (laughs) Maxine was found guilty of assisting an offender. She served 21 months of her three and a half year sentence. Uh -uh. Because of threats on her life, when she was released from prison, she was given a new identity, a new home, and the promise of lifelong anonymity. She's probably our freaking neighbor. No, she's definitely not. Are you sure? There have only been a handful of people in the UK that have gotten lifelong anonymity. So she lied and knew were these two girls who were students in her classroom. Yeah, were, I, I need to see a picture of her in case
0: I see her in public. Right. And I'll be like, I know you!
1: Well, I've read some press, and you know the, the press over in the UK is brutal, Mm-hmm. And they probably say that about the Americans too, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, people know where she is. Oh, they do. And um, they don't like it when she shows up where, where she is. And um, I hope they give her a hard time. I think they do give her a hard time. But okay. Anyway, so, what's up with Ian? Let's talk about Ian's life in prison. Yeah,
0: let's do Mr. Drooly McDrooly.
1: Um, first off, I'd like to tell you that he has become very good friends with one of your friends, PETA. Pizza? The Yorkshire Ripper. Shut the front freaking door. Yeah, he and Pizza have gotten to be quite close over the years. What the hell? So, since he started his jail time, he's been attacked repeatedly. In 2005, an inmate threw scolding water on him. In and it made him drool? No, no, no. In 2006, Ian attempted suicide. Okay. He was not successful. No, because he's not successful at anything. In 2010. Nothing. Like,
0: there's not success with this man at all. No. In
1: 2010, another inmate splashed his throat. Oh, dear. He did survive his injuries, thank of God. Course. He can't die, no fun, matter how much. Fun fact, after Ian attempted suicide the second time in prison, the guards searched his cell because what he was doing was hiding his antidepressants. Yeah, And then, yeah. So uh, they searched his cell and they came across a cassette tape. And on the tape, Ian confesses to the murder of Holly and Jessica. He says on the tape that he confessed the murders to Maxine, who told him to burn the bodies to get rid of DNA evidence. He said that he wanted to confess to the police, but Maxine didn't want to risk losing her teaching job. Maxine! Sorry for you, Maxine. In 2007, Ian Ian got some loose lips and and confessed to sexually assaulting an 11-year-old girl in 1997.
0: Oh, that's the rape case that probably gave him a nervous breakdown. I
1: couldn't find where he was charged for the crime, but the victim did speak out to say she was relieved he had taken accountability for his actions. In 1999, he was dating a 15-year-old girl (gasps) who he raped. What? And she got pregnant and had a baby. Sammy and Sammy and her mom live in England and Sammy found out when she was 18 that her dad was a, a, a murderer. rapist
0: yeah. murderer buffoon jeweler. Yeah.
1: but hopefully she's she's able to just put that out and yeah I mean that's not not that's, that's not, not on her. her. That's not on her. That's not on her. So, there you go. That those That's the Soham murders. My God. I can't believe he's um, friends with the Ripper. He's Peter. Peter. The Peter, extra Ripper. Leave him alone, Peter. <laughs> we'll kill him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Could you kill him, Peter? You but, know yeah, how all to of do a sudden, it. sudden,
1: you're not going to kill anymore?
0: Yeah, all of a come sudden. On. Listen, go ahead. Slash his genitals like let's, you like to do. Let's do
1: it. Just slash him the up.
0: with him? I don't know. All of a sudden. <sighs> I just so. heard on another podcast that they've come up with more victims um, for the the Ripper, oh. and one of them was a man. He didn't slash at his genitals, but he did. You know, he liked to hit him over the head with pipe. Yeah, he did. And there was a man that was hit over the pipe, and they think it was him. And they well, brought there's more deaths that they that they don't have DNA evidence, but they the style of the murder, they mm. feel like it was Peter.
1: Peter, I'm just going to put Peter it out the there. They do have pipes in jail. Yeah, and you can so, get a shank. Yeah, toothbrush. that's how the man's throat got exactly. Splashed. It was a it was a shank. So somebody, shank it up! Shake it up! Shake you very much. Ian. I got my information from the Guardian. I love the that. The Telegraph.
0: I love the Guardian.
1: And some stuff from Wikipedia. Okay. I couldn't find any court documents. But I don't. There may. I don't know. I didn't look on Murderpedia. Eh. Sometimes they've got them, but I figured since it was in the UK, it was 2015, we may not be able to find anything.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. But,
1: yeah. I thought that whole botany. I tell you, that
0: that botany lady needs to. She and Cece Moore need to be best friends. Because I'm gonna tell you something. They are. They would be like the superheroes of our current times. Exactly. (laughs) They should just walk around in capes all the time. Like, you know, I'm a superhero motherfucker. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go.
1: Sorry. I just got a text from our mother. Who's oh, been asking, when's the next podcast? When's the yeah, next podcast? It's and right said, now, Mom. We're recording it tonight. Yes. I got a text from her saying, are you watching the game? Because she and I like to watch the Washington Nationals play baseball. And they are playing they right are now. They are playing
0: right now. Your, your DOG is in the chair watching. Thank
1: goodness. Mm-hmm. I see they're ahead by one point. Which means absolutely nothing. That'd be one run. One run.
0: ever. <laughs> At the I call them
1: points. I call them points. <laughs> It's whatever. She's I am She's just
0: learning about sports, y'all. <laughs> no, I've
1: been watching sports for quite some time. And I know it's runs, but I call them points. It's fine, whatever. I'm going to call it what I want to call it. Mm-hmm. Tomato, tomato. It's points. It's a point. <laughs> it's, it's points. Point. <laughs> all right, so now you're causing a ruckus and my dog is getting all upset. <sighs> no, he... Oh, shoot. He got off the chair. I know. All right. It's time for us to wrap this up. We got to wrap it up. We got social media. We have social media.
0: (laughs) Yes. We're on Instagram at sugarcoatedmurder.com.
1: We have Gmail. We have email.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is Gmail. It is.
1: We have email Gmail. We have Gmail email. Uh, Email us. Murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Ta-da! Ask for a recipe. Ask for a link. Tell us about a murder you want us to Tell talk us about. Tell us that you like Tell us. Tell us that you like us. Yes. Um, We have a link tree. That link tree is the most fabulous little thing in the entire world.
0: Yes, because you can buy our merch. You can buy us a coffee. You can listen to the podcast. You got it all right there. You just got it all. There are no excuses on that link mm-hmm. tree. No. No.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, You've you've got the link to our, uh, so that if you want to buy tea, you click the link and then you buy your tea and we get a little
0: credit for that. Yeah. And then um, there's the link to the Oracle network that we're on now because we're on Oracle Oracle and we got a lot of, podcast friends on oracle so yeah
1: yeah it's a so whole community it we got going. Community. It's crazy. And i love them
0: i love them all love them we love them i don't yeah. know how they feel about us but
1: i'm not asking we've got some good projects in the work we've yes. got some some ways that you're going to be able to find us real soon that's right by right. asking alexa some things oh. she's sleeping so yeah, we got some projects coming
0: up and um we also don't forget if you all can look on Facebook and find our South Carolina Missing Persons Awareness Project page and also on Instagram where so we have a page that's South Carolina Missing Persons
1: <laughs> Project.
0: No, it's not project. It's just awareness. Because I couldn't fit project. Right. Because they they capped it. So um, if you can follow that page, that'd be great, and show us some love. We'd really appreciate it. So. Oh
1: my God! If you want to buy us a cup, buy a cup of coffee. Buy a coffee. What's buy it. Called? Buy a. Buy
0: a, co- buy a co- buy coffee. Us, buy a coffee. Buy us a coffee.
1: Yeah. Jeez, we so don't that need. we can get some liquor to go in our coffee to deal with my dog.
0: And maybe give the dog some liquor. I don't know what to give him anymore. Yeah. We need to start a peanut butter fund for you. A peanut dog. butter fund? Yes. <laughs> so oh my buy us gosh. a coffee and we'll buy some peanut butter That's for you. That's right. Trout.
1: That's right. So, guys, y'all
0: stay sweet and don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. Yeah, we will. And we'll call you things like drooly McDrooly and dumbass. <laughs> All right,
1: y'all, we love ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe.